This is the Taz and Jim podcast. And you can go see a movie this weekend at the theater, Jim, if you want to. Nice, nice. Some good ones coming out. Yeah, that uh, Uncharted based on the PlayStation game. Did you play those games? It actually came with my PS4 when I bought it. It was like a bundle. It was one of those games that, yeah, got thrown in there. And it was good. I didn't beat it. I played it. It's good. Real Indiana Jones vibe, huh? Yeah. It's kind of like a... Like if Tomb Raider was a dude. <laughs> More or less. It's like you go to these exotic locations and there's all the, 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 you enter the crypt and as soon as you do, it starts collapsing, you know, yeah. all that stuff. It's funny. Tomb Raider was, what if Indiana Jones was a lady? <laughs> and now Uncharted is, what if Tomb Raider was a dude? What? I can't believe it. And you got Mark Wahlberg. As Sully, the guy who recruits Nathan Drake, played by Tom Holland, who is pretty baby-faced compared to the uh, the main character in the video game, but he's hot right now, dude. He's a box office stud. Yeah, that's bank on him. Spider-Man movie is one of the biggest movies of all time, so this one could do well on the weekend. I, I'm curious to know: Have you seen the trailer for Dog? This movie Dog is coming out. It's no. uh, with Channing Tatum. And I know you are a dog guy. You've got two puppies at home, Jim. Uh-huh. Uh, an army ranger is asked to take a military dog on a road trip to attend the funeral of the dog's handler. So uh, Tatum is the army ranger, and one of his fellow soldiers who dies in combat, he's taking the dog across country to the funeral but the dog is is not well behaved and they don't get along at first but they learn <laughs> to love each other is it a real dog or is it a cgi dog real dog okay. and the movie is like turner and hooch the movie kind of a turner and hoochie sort of vibe but it sounds like it might have a little more emotion to it it's getting really good reviews mm-hmm. oh i can tell you my girlfriend's crying right now just hearing us talk about it all these dog movies are they're you need to bring a box of tissue. I, I tissues with you. I can't think of a dog movie outside of maybe Cujo that I didn't cry in. Oh, dude, remember how you were bawling during Airbud Three? Oh, the championship game when he sunk that three pointer. Oh my God, it was a miracle. <laughs> Seriously, though, Old Yeller, I remember they showed us Old Yeller in grade uh, five or six, and the teacher had to press pause on the VCR because the entire classroom was bawling. Well, I think that's the point. It's like a rite of passage to learn about. It's like put these children through a traumatic experience in front of a screen so when it happens in real life, it's less damaging. But you're right, because there's another, like, I never cry during movies, like, very, very rarely, but I saw one, nobody ever talks about it since, but it came out a couple years ago, it was called Alpha, and it was like, there was no talking, basically, it was like, an indigenous guy, like, 5,000, 8,000 years ago, traveling across North America with his, like, wolf slash dog or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And me and my girlfriend were, like, bawling in the theater, I, I, and there was no talking, like, it was, I couldn't believe it. You need to take Sarah to see this movie. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I have a choice. But you know what's going to happen. But you go anyways. Well, here's here's the trick. So my girlfriend, anytime there's a dog who's hurt on screen, it's she hates it. So there's a website. I think I mentioned it on the air before, but. If you have somebody like this in your life, or you're that person, there's a website called DoesTheDogDie.com. And you plug it in the movie, type it in there, and it says yes or no. So you know, like what if. To avoid the movie or at what time the death is happening so you can, like, take a bathroom break or something and not see it. (laughs) 
DoesTheDogDie.com. Yeah, it's like Mr. Skin, but for dog dying. <laughs> Jim, have you heard about the cargo ship that is on fire? The cargo ship full of Porsches? <laughs> I have heard this. A few VWs in there for good good measure, but yeah, not good. This is crazy. So a cargo ship with 4,000 cars on it is adrift in the Atlantic Ocean. Wednesday, a fire broke out, and the Portuguese Navy had to rescue all 22 crew members off the ship. So this thing is completely abandoned. First of all, shout out to the Portuguese Navy. Yeah, baby. Nice I've never work heard there. that phrase before, but obviously they have a Navy. I never thought about it. The Portuguese yeah. Navy. They, they came through here. Uh, the spokesperson for Porsche says they don't know exactly what happened or what the next steps are. Or what the status of the cars on board is, but, like, it's a flaming cargo ship floating through the ocean <laughs> unmanned. Yes. The status is not good. <laughs> I hope they got an eye on it and there's a tugboat kind of following it around. Uh-huh. The Felicity Ace is the name on the boat. Still on fire. Still on fire. That is so weird. I mean, I wonder if it's just a fuel fire or something, or if one of the cars lit up. Was like somebody detailing a car with a dart in their mouth and then it like fell on the upholstery or something, or what? Uh, Porsches in the shipment, a lot of them were special orders that customers have been waiting to receive. Uh, there was 189 Bentleys on the ship, Audis. Some Lamborghinis. Jeez. Like, imagine being a customer who has been waiting months, if not years, to get your, your Porsche or your Lamborghini, and then you find out that it basically exploded on a cargo ship. That would be a real kick to the small penis. <laughs> what am I going to compensate with now? Have you seen the size of the boat it was on, though? Huge boat. You see the news? Yeah, that's one big, hot boat. <laughs> My Porsche's on there, baby. <laughs> Do you have family day plans, Jim? You going to be uh, seeing any of the, the Kelly clan this weekend? No. I mean, yeah, well, I see them on Thanksgiving, Christmas, stuff like that. But family day has never been a family thing for my family. Well, you shouldn't get the day off then. <laughs> Should only be people spending the entire weekend with their families. Wow. <laughs> How, how much fun does this sound like? I, I will be spending some time with my family this weekend. We have my niece Annika's birthday party. Happy birthday, Annika. We also are going to be getting together at my sister Jen's place tomorrow because she's moving into her new house. Cool. Does that sound like fun? No. <laughs> I mean, are you, are you helping her move or yes. is this a farewell party? Yes. At, at what point can you start saying no when people ask you for help moving? I'm legitimately concerned. You know, you've seen me. I've got a bad back. You've seen me with my back thrown out in here trying to move around. It's sure, sure. Comical. Oh, I've seen you do labor. It's not pretty. <laughs> Any physical labor. <laughs> but if my back goes, I'm lying on the ground. Yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's a bad situation for a week and a half. So I've told my sister not to have any big expectations when it comes to me lifting furniture and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. No heavy items, no boxes of books for Taz. I'll carry stuff in and out, but I don't want to hurt myself. Maybe you can be a doorman. 
Just hold the door. In the winter? Yeah. Oh, got that. Okay. Yeah. Don't want to heat the neighborhood. Okay. Yep. You know, I learned this from Mama Taz. This is her classic move because I think I get my my uh, work, my physical labor work ethic from my mom. She would always be offering people drinks and snacks. Brilliant. Hey, Import, it, an important role. Can I get you guys? Would anyone like some snacks? Oh, you know what? I'll go make lunch for everybody. <laughs> You've been spreading that piece of toast for four hours, Mom. <laughs> uh, so my mom's in Florida, so I, I can be the snack guy. Sure. <laughs> I'll make lunches. Put a tea towel over your shoulder, you know, act like you're really into it. Instead of lifting your piano into the basement. (laughs) RCMP handcuff cougar that was spotted in Maple Ridge, B.C. neighborhood. Now, you read that headline, you think you're going to click on it and see a a picture of an older lady with teased hair and leather pants. (laughs) Wearing handcuffs, but no, this was an actual cougar. Hmm? That was handcuffs. It, it handcuffed. It was spotted in uh, like the suburbs, a neighborhood. The RCMP had to tranquilize the animal, and then, out of concern, they handcuffed it as well. <laughs> I just don't. I thought. I thought once they went past a certain thing, they became loose again. You know what I mean? Like if you've ever had handcuffs that you'd buy from the store, they if you put them too small, they they don't work, right? They they become loose again once they hit a threshold. Like I didn't think a cougar's hands or paws were like thick enough Look for handcuffs to work on. The cougar's wrists are bigger than a human's wrists. Is that what you're saying? Well, I guess I never really thought about it, but I this guess maybe a, they are. This yeah. is a big cat. Like, look at the, the officer putting the handcuffs on. His wrist looks tiny next to the huh. cougar's wrist. I guess they are, yeah. If that's what you're trying I, to I get at here. I'm picturing like a cougar like the size of like a coyote or something, but I guess they're big cats. Oh, no, this is a big, this is a full-size cougar. The authorities said that they wanted to take extra safety precautions because the alternative would be to euthanize the animal, and they didn't want to have to euthanize that beautiful animal. Mm-hmm. And it is beautiful. You should see its mug shots. <laughs> Look into its eyes. Take it back. Fingerprinted it at the station. <laughs> it's just a big paw print. <laughs> Turn to your right. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Kudos to our Canadian athletes. Four more medals overnight. <laughs> In Beijing, the games wrap up on Sunday officially. Nice little push to get our medal count up as we head into the weekend here. And Jim, I'm watching highlights. I, I just watched again the, the Russian figure skater, the young lady who is accused of doping, but mm-hmm. for whatever reason, they still let her compete. Oh, because the sample got uh, mixed up and was tainted, and you know. It was her grandfather's heart pills. So she's still competing, but she had a terrible showing, uh, fell down a couple times during her routine, and just got berated by her coach. (laughs) Watching it, I'm not allowed to yell at my own kids, but when you're a figure skating coach, you're almost encouraged to yell at other people's kids. Is that how it works? Because he's not holding back. Yeah. Oh, it's and like she is 15. I, you know, he, him yelling at her is one thing. People on Twitter saying that's what you get for being a cheater. 
Like, I get it. You know, she was cheating, but she's 15. Did she go to a back alley and find a juice pig with some steroids and get herself on a doping schedule? She's forced into this. She's, Somebody in my mind, did, a victim. Yeah. It's either this or become a Black Widow assassin. Those were the two <laughs> options she had in life, and she went with figure skater. But for real, like, it's a weird gray area between sporting and pageantry. Figure skating, gymnastics, they're all, it's a kind of a unique thing with these young women, In a lot of them in their teens. By the time they get 20, they're already booted out of the system. And we just saw what happened with the American gymnastic team. Disgusting doctor, abused hundreds of young ladies who were in this gymnastic program. That's disgusting on its own, but it's disgusting how many parents knew something wrong was happening and didn't care because they wanted their daughter to be this prestigious Olympian. Win at any cost, right? And it's like, it's specifically the gymnastics and the the figure skating stuff. It's like, uh, you know, Simone Biles had basically a mental breakdown at the Olympics and people are calling her weak. But her environment is very sick. It's a weird environment. Like all these girls, not all of them, that's, that's a generalization, but there's so many eating disorders. There's so many, you know, and like, there's no other sport where you have to put makeup on. <laughs> it's just, it's a weird, <laughs> you know, it's just like, it's its own thing. And well, I don't really at any like cost. it. They should start wearing makeup just to intimidate the the other teams in men's hockey. Oh, I think Cristiano Ronaldo wears makeup when he's playing soccer, he's but a, very, a lot of dudes He's a very makeup. pretty man. <laughs> he must be. <laughs> no, I hear what you're saying. You know, it, it's, 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 it almost should be illegal. Just the way that... Like you hear it time and time again about coaches who they go their whole career and nobody says anything. And then one day they're like, well, he abused a hundred different people. And you're like, well, who let him get away with that? Sure, We saw it with Joe Paterno. It happens in male sports, too. I mean, we saw it with the Chicago Blackhawks. But uh, there's something specifically insidious with these teen girls being forced into these crazy situations. I don't know. Yeah. The way the way the coach was yelling at her. Like you don't yell at another uh, adult like that, man or woman, and to be screaming on camera knowing that the world is watching and you don't hold back and just let her have it. Like she already feels bad. She's she, already and she's already lost. She lost. She fell twice. She, she doesn't feel great. You're not going to yell her into a silver. <laughs> you know, there's no no benefit. Were you watching any of the parade? The celebration, Rams win the Super Bowl. Always a good time watching (laughs) these big men get all sloppy drunk. Oh, man. Last year when Tom Brady had to be carried off the (laughs) boat and then, like, escorted to a vehicle with a big smile on his face, but his legs wouldn't work. Yeah. I've never respected him more. The the avocado tequila is what he says he was drinking during the parade when Tampa Bay won. He did tweet at Matthew Stafford because Stafford was getting a little sloppy out there. And Tom Brady tweeted, hey, Matt Stafford, you might want to mix in a water. <laughs> Veteran advice. Yeah. From it's, the goat. You know, go, go to uh, two drinks then have a water just to to mix it up a little bit stay hydrated (laughs) matt stafford is getting some heat this is uh this is a shame there's a photographer named kelly smiley who was covering the parade and while trying to take a picture she fell off the stage and fractured her spine matthew stafford and his wife kelly watched it happen stafford just walked away Kelly Stafford seemed very concerned, immediately went to check on her, but people are calling out Matthew Stafford because he just kind of walked away from the problem. 
Yeah, it, it does kind of look bad because like she falls backwards off the stage or tr- float, whatever it is, and he just does the ooh face and does a complete 180, walks away from the scene. But I don't know exactly what he could have done. Like she fell on the ground, which is, you know, eight feet below him or whatever. I'm sure people rushed to her right away. And his wife, Kelly, just kind of, they say she helped, but all she did was look over and look down at the person and say, like, are you okay? He could have done that. But, you know, I don't know. It's not like she was falling into his arms yeah. and he moved. And then he, like, put his hand out and then said, what, too slow, and did the cool <laughs> hair thing. Also, they are going to be paying for her medical expenses. The Rams really? and the Staffords have said, we will pay for all her medical expenses because yeah. they feel bad for her. And a bit of a PR move. Yeah, oh, for you got you to gotta clean that up. But I also <laughs> wonder if half of it, I wonder how much is it like worried about liability. You know, in a world that we live in yeah. full of lawsuits and everything like that, she was taking the picture of Matt, so it's almost like, he could be considered liable, maybe. So maybe he was like, it's just better to remove myself from this situation before the right. lawyers get involved. It's like you give some guy CPR and save his life, but then he sues you for breaking his ribs. Yeah, totally. Where was uh, Cup? You know, where were all the receivers? Sure. Is what I if where's the MVP? If anyone's going to catch the lady, <laughs> it should have been one of the receivers, not the quarterback. Time for sports. Devin Peacock is here with us. We're talking hockey. Let's start with the NHL getting ready for the World Cup. They're going to do this thing again, Dev. Yeah, they're in talks. What they want to do is have the World Cup in 2024. And whenever they start talking about the World Cup, I start getting worried about the NHL not being in the Olympics. They were supposed to be this year, but they pulled out because of COVID. Uh, The good news from what I have seen is the plan is to be in both uh, the World Cup in 2024 if they can work it and also the 2026 Olympics. So if we can get both, then I'm on board. Just don't do the World Cup like we did in 2016 when they had like they mushed together like a bunch of countries and they had like the young stars. If you're going to have the World Cup, do it basically like the Olympics or the World Championships. But if we can have both, that's the best of both worlds. Speaking of having the best of both worlds, we're getting two World Junior tournaments in 2022. Yeah, the World Juniors were canceled in December because of uh, COVID. Uh, The IIHF said at the time they were hoping they could finish the tournament at a later date. And it has now been announced that they will restart the tournament. It's going to be in mid-August in Alberta, which means this year we will get two world juniors which is pretty nice and jim you were wanting to talk about the new toronto maple leafs jersey that's being released for the heritage classic yeah mixed reviews i would say it's a dark navy blue you know old school jersey and it just has a big letter t a big capital t what's that stand for (laughs) (laughs) t-shirt but uh what do you think dev do you like it it's dividing the, the leafs fans I like it. I think it's cool. I mean, I would. I kind of almost want to buy it. It looks. It looks really nice. Like the color. It's not the Toronto Maple Leafs. It's the Toronto Arenas. They are uh. honoring uh, their time from 1917 to 1919 when they were the Arenas, not the Maple Leafs. I like the jersey. I like the color. I. I, I think it's a fantastic jersey. 
It would be cool if your name was Tim or Tom to have that jersey. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> Taz. Taz! Oh, my goodness. How did you let that one fly under the radar, Is Taz? this what gets me on board to become a Leaf fan? <laughs> it might be. Thanks, Dev. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.